listening to Without Borders, Conversations with Kingdom Family. This podcast is designed to find out what God is doing in His kingdom with and through His people. Welcome everybody to the Without Borders podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Vining. And today I have a super special guest, and this is someone that I've known pretty much my, well, yeah, I guess I have known my whole life. Uh, It's just a privilege to have him on the show with us today. So uh, everybody just uh, welcome Brandon. Uh, Welcome Brandon, and thank you for just taking some time to to meet with us. Yeah, thank you. It's great to um, be on. So I appreciate the invite. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, just a little background. Well, why don't why don't why don't we do this, Brandon? Why don't you just kind of explain a little bit of just your current your current role in in the ministry, just briefly? Like, what are, what are you doing? You're full you're in full time ministry. So, what's your role and and where does God have you right now? Sure, um, I am uh, the lead pastor at North Point Community Church. I've been at North Point. Um, I actually just started my tenth year. And the position I'm in now is newer. Uh, this will be my second year as the, the lead pastor. So I've uh, been able to, um, man, just be a part of this church body. And it's been a blessing. So that's what I do uh, when it comes to the local body. And then on a regional level, um, there is a, a group called Netzer, which is a group of pastor. Netzer does multiple things. Um, but I'm one of the regional intercessors and also the Pottstown cohort. I'm one of the leaders there where we gather twice a month and with local ministry leaders and pastors across denominational lines. And we go after the presence of God and we pray in a prayer room in Pottstown once a month. And then we visit someone's location and go after the presence of God and, and pray for that specific ministry. Um, so I keep myself busy, uh, loving the body of Christ as a whole. So I would say that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. So what, what is, you know, you said Net, Netzer, is that an acronym for something? So Netzer is, uh, is a Hebrew word meaning uh, new growth or shoot. And uh, it comes out of the scripture where... Um, uh, out of the root or line of Jesse, there will be a new shoot. And that word is called Netzer. And Netzer is based on um, taking the foundation of our faith and seeing what God's doing in a new movement. And we believe that he is setting up um, some really cool stuff for uh, not just revival, but af- actually reforming his church in this time. So um, it's exciting. It's good to be around a bunch of pastors and spend time with them, and uh, we we just see God moving and new cohort, sorry cohorts. Um, these groups of of people where pastors and ministry leaders get together uh, just continue to pop up all over Southeast PA. Uh, it's it's beginning to be a, a really powerful movement of God within, um, you know, kind of church for church leaders where they get to um, go after the presence of God. Um, build relationship and trust, and then ultimately be really vulnerable with one another. So it's it's an amazing uh, ministry. There's other aspects we do, 
Um, we do large prayer night events across um, the city, and uh, we help do discernments for churches where we go in. Um, but it's a it's a really cool ministry and opportunity to to serve the body of Christ regionally. Wow, that's so great. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know what Netzer stood for. That's great. I, I guess you learn something new every day. So, um, yeah. So I just wanted to. This episode is is kind of be is going to be about prophetic mm-hmm. uh, with you and and just hearing the voice of God or or just communication with the Father or communication with the Trinity. Uh, just kind of what that looks like for you and just what it might look like for someone who maybe is first starting out like trying to hear the voice of God. Maybe we can talk about some practical steps with that because really, I mean, we're, I mean, I would say I'm pretty new at, at, at that. Uh, you know, if I, if we were to talk about the, the word prophetic, what, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago would have been like, huh? Yeah. What, what, what's that mean? You know, people can actually hear God, hear the voice of God and, and release, uh, release words of wisdom and, and words of love to other people would have been like, that's crazy talk, you know, because we don't really come from, (laughs) we don't, we, we weren't really raised in a, in a charismatic, uh, background at all. And not, not that hearing the voice of God is strictly charismatic, but most time, you know, the word prophetic and prophets when they're mentioned, normally it's thought about in the realm of like charisma or or the 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 charismatic church and things like that so yeah that's where i'd like to go today just uh, talking about just having some simple conversations with well not only kingdom family my brother but but family family (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah just you know maybe maybe i guess the first question i have for you is you know when do you think that you really like how many years ago do you really think that you honed in on on hearing the voice of God or how did how did that kind of start for sure you? yeah well um I mean I look back and the I always kind of had believed um in the works of the Holy Spirit I just had never experienced it and in the summer of 2002 I was serving at a, a camp and I just felt led to go in like one of the worship nights, um, like the session that evening. And that night, um, it was really one of the first times I was drawn so deeply into the presence of God that, you know, I fell to my knees and I'm like, what is happening? And at that point, the only thing that, you know, I had language for, uh, it was uh, I'm being called to ministry. You know, I was going to be a, a pastor, which I you know, growing up, I never wanted to be. And that kind of kicked off um, something where I, I began to understand a little bit more about, not in the full context, but understand like, okay, something happened there. This is real. And then just experimenting kind of through college and trying to hear God's voice. Um, I don't believe... I was great at it, but I do now recognize there were moments where I, I heard his voice. And so I, I would say the, the real change happened in 2012. I had just, it had been about a year that I started going to these pastor cohorts with Netzer 
and one of the leaders came up to me afterward and just started praying and saying, like, there's something special that God has given you uh, when it comes to hearing him, examining scripture and tying things together. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then later on that summer, I was uh, leading a youth group. Uh, we were at a student life camp and there was a speaker there. Uh, his name was Chad Norris. And he, the last day at the conference, he prophesied something, which was out of the norm for anything student life. And he just said, hey, there's, um, there's five people in here that are going to uh, devour the scripture and hear God's voice in a clear way. And in that moment was one of the first times I clearly heard the Lord say, if you want it, you can be one of those people. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I totally was like, yes, I, I want to be one of those people. And that's really when I began to hear his voice on a clearer basis um, and also recognizing in the past, oh, this is what God's voice sounded like in my life, um, which was really helpful for me because I had been hearing God's voice. I just didn't recognize it. And I think that's something that happens to a lot of us is when we go back and look, God has been speaking to us. We just didn't know it was his voice. And so, yeah, it's been about, I don't know, a number of years now where I'm really been trying to practice hearing his voice better and uh, just devouring his word and learning what it looks like to, to walk in the prophetic and to, um, you know, listen and obey. So. Wow. That's, that's some cool stuff. I didn't, you know, I, I knew this story, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, every time I hear it, you kind of put in another detail that kind of speaks directly, directly to my heart. But yeah, that's one of the things like people need to realize first and foremost. I mean, and I know it's taught throughout different theologies. Like it's always like everything's taught like you can hear the voice of God. God, you know, you can hear the voice of God. But it really is something that you have to practice. It, it really is something where you have to just like communicating like. Well, this comes a, a picture like this comes to mind where where you're a baby. Okay. Because they talk about being spiritual infants. Well, you have to learn how to talk. You have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn all this stuff. So it is, you have to put in your time to learn how to hear the voice of God. But what's nice about it is he always he always is, is with you. And he's always talking. He's always got something to say. Whether it just be a simple, uh, I love you. Or even something deeper than that. Um, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, 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 you started talking a little bit about it, but like, so if you had a definition for like prophetic or prophecy or, or, uh, even words of knowledge, um, what would that be? Like, what would, what would, what is prophecy? Like, what does that mean for people who, who don't understand that? Yeah. So one of the ways that I explain it. Uh, to people, whether it's, you know, people at church or people that I meet, it's um, prophecy is hearing God's voice. Um, and really, once it's heard, then it must be obeyed. And so prophecy can be, you know, things in the future. You know, you have your different um, 
prophetic timing words in the Bible. So it, it could be something, you know, in the future. It actually could also be something from someone's past um, where God is allowing you um, really into the mind of Christ. What it talks about in Corinthians is we, because uh, we have the Holy Spirit and because of what Jesus has done, we can actually gain access to the mind of Christ. So I really believe that prophecy is um, tuning into the frequency of God's mind and then knowing um, what he sees about a person, a place, uh, what he cares about. It's actually accessing more of, of the mind of Christ. So that's, that's kind of how I explain it and define it for people. Um, especially people coming out of more conservative backgrounds. Um, the area in which I serve, Southeast PA, is a very conservative area. So helping people understand through Scripture that we can have the mind of Christ and then explaining um, that. So I, I don't know. Did I answer your question? God, it was a little bit all around there. but <laughs> No, that's good, and I don't think my question was all that clear. But So is there a difference— like, do you believe that there's a difference or do you think that there's a difference between because because a lot of times in 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 the circles we kind of run in and, and in the charismatic circle as well as other circles, you know, there, there's prophecy and then there's words of knowledge. Is there is there a difference in that? Like, do you do you feel like there's a difference in that or do you think it's all kind of just sharing? It all comes from sharing the mind of Christ. I, I, I truly think so. But there is there a difference there for you. Um, I, I don't have something like a working definition, but it's clear that Paul desires that all should prophesy. So that's a gift that he gives to everyone um, or the Lord desires for us to have. Right. So I believe that that's that's something that is um, that we all should strive to have the mind of Christ. When it comes to words of knowledge, it seems like that you know, in the, in the gifting list there, it seems like that's something a little bit different. Uh, it seems like that is, uh, a gift given by the Holy spirit, um, for a particular moment of time, uh, on a person, or that person could have a deeper gift of words of knowledge. Um, there's someone that I know that operates high in words of knowledge, whereas they, um, almost always have something for someone they're meeting with that God has revealed to them. Um, so I think that there is a little bit of a difference um, because it seems like that's the way it says in Scripture, but I don't have a, a clear um, definition. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's perfectly all right. I just, I didn't know because sometimes people talk about them separately. Sometimes they're always mentioned together. I'm just looking to see what, I just wanted to know what you, you know, what angle you kind of brought, yeah, brought to well, that. Well, and the reason I believe that they're, they're different is because Paul says all, you know, he desires that, you know, men, women, everyone should prophesy. But then there's that list, and when we look at that, there's three different, you know, g gift groupings in Scripture. You have your Romans twelve gifts. Um, you have your Ephesians gift, and then you have those Roman 12s gifts. So I think that, that that they are different. I just don't know that I have an appropriate working definition to help people understand it uh, any better. No, I would just appreciate uh, any, any you know, anything that you can kind of really, any light you can set, shed on that because it's not, there's things that we just don't, 
might never know and maybe we have it all wrong but <laughs> but no i think what you said was really good i i think there is a difference in i think there is a difference in that but i don't you know i couldn't tell you what it is i, I just i do feel like there is a difference and many many people many different people who operate in the prophetic talk about uh, a difference in words of knowledge and then prophesying but that's like i need like a theology guru to come and talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so let me okay, so let's say you are let's say you're just walking down the street and you're praying or maybe you're at home uh, reading or studying scripture. Um so what is the voice of God? sound like to you like how do you how do you know that's his voice yeah so this is this is a good conversation because this is something that wasn't explained to me early on uh which i wish it was <laughs> um i have never the closest thing to the audible word of uh voice of god is that that night when i was at camp um but i haven't heard an audible voice so what I've had to learn is that the Lord speaks to me uh, in a tone and in a vocabulary that is different than mine. So like I know the way that I talk. I know the way that um, I think. And what I've learned is God speaks to me with a little bit different tone and vocabulary. Um He's much kinder than than I can be, for sure, even to myself. And so I've just learned, uh, especially in the moments of quiet and asking him questions. I mean, there was there was a time, I mean, even last week, where I wrote a question in my journal. I was like, I'm not going to get up until I hear you, because I need to hear you on this. You know, and there's some things popping in. And finally... Uh, you know, he answered that and I was like, oh, this, this is you now. And one thing I think that's really important in, in this conversation is the balance of hearing him individually and then being in covenant relationships with people where you can bounce things off of. I have a group of, um, six other church leaders that are in, you know, these cohorts that we've kind of broken off to go deeper, to build covenant relationship with. So you know, when there's big decisions or I'm trying to hear God's voice and I'm not completely clear, I always go to them and say, hey, guys, I need you to hear for me and with me so that there's agreement around what I believe I've heard uh, from the Lord. And what that establishes is it actually establishes a freedom that we may or may not get it right or wrong um, personally, but in a group with multiple people, uh, you, you kind of test and learn. So you're like, oh, that was God's voice. So that's also a good practice time. So actually asking other people to hear with you and for you is another good way to learn and hear God's voice. And again, so for me, it's learning the tone and the way that he speaks to me. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned over the last few years is he talks different than I do. Yeah, I think that that's like spot on because 
like just from the background we kind of came from, it's like when people start talking about hearing from God, you're like, well, well, how does that work? I mean, we're, you know, you're like, people tell a story about, oh, I was driving in my car the other day and I heard from God about this. And you're just like, well, what does he sound like? You know, but most of the time, I mean, some people, I would say everybody's a little bit different, but some people don't even like most people I would say probably don't hear an audible voice every time. I mean, there's some people that probably do, but I'm in the same camp as you where when I hear the voice of the Lord, I usually get a thought, but a lot of times with me as well, it won't always come as a thought, but I'll get a visualization Mm -hmm. like a a picture of somebody, a picture in my head Mm -hmm. or, or like my brain's creativity will will go up a couple notches and I'll be like, well, or or I'll hear something so out of the blue that I'm like, well, this has to be from God because where would it come from in my brain? You know, yeah. where, you know, but like these are good ways for people really to to kind of dig in. But it takes practice. It does take time for yeah for that to to really develop. But once you learn it and once you desire it and once you start communication with God on a deeper, deeper level, you just want more and more and more, which is great. Yeah. Um, let me just ask you this. Uh, maybe we can just kind of end this, wrap up our time here with, um, you got a, 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 like a good testimony about maybe a word of knowledge you got for someone that, that really impacted, impacted them, or maybe, you know, a prophetic word that you gave someone that, that they, that you can see, uh, has come to fruition and that they're living out and they're, and they're excelling towards like, do you have any testimonies like that that you could share with us? Sure. Sure. First, I I do want to say one thing about, um, practice. Um, for me, the biggest change happened when I was willing to say, I'm going to bet this is you Lord. And if it's not you, I'll apologize. So we have to actually be willing to step out and to say, all right, this is you. So, all right, I think I heard a word for this person in Home Depot. And I go and I walk and I say, hey, this might sound weird, but, you know, do you have back pain? So it's, it's the willingness to step out um, that helps us, you know, learn and practice hearing his voice. So I, I just wanted to share that. Um, but, yeah, no, I totally I totally agree with <laughs> yeah. that because, like, Every like he's always faithful. So, number one, if you step out and you fall flat on your face, at least you showed somebody love, or 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 you notice somebody that usually isn't noticed. But like the more you make yourself uncomfortable, like the more faithful he is, and the more he actually comes through, which is just, you know, it's awesome, but it's scary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, share share a couple testimonies. Yeah, sure. Um. Well, one happened recently. Um, I was in one of these uh, cohorts. We were in the the prayer room in in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, and one of the ministry leaders there she she got up and just said, "Hey, I could use prayer today." I had a conversation with my daughter two nights ago. She's in college, and she's decided that this weekend she's driving four hours to her boyfriend's house, and they're going to have sex you know, and she's distraught <laughs> and we're like, well, absolutely. We need to, to pray for this. And, you know, we began to pray for this woman, for the daughter, for the boyfriend, you know, for the husband, like all, 
you know, the whole family unit. And I got a, a very clear picture. I got a picture of the men and women in that room standing up and circling around this woman's daughter and her boyfriend. And so I said, you know what, guys, I think we actually have to do this prophetically. Let's stand in a circle, hold hands and go go after this girl and her purity and go after what God wants and what he desires is best for um, this woman's daughter. And, you know, it was it was amazing. So we, we were praying and anxiously, you know, waiting to hear news. And I ran into. Let me just. Yeah. Let me just ask you a question quick. So you got up and you circled and you made a circle. Is mm-hmm. that what you guys did? Or yeah. You, okay. So, so we you're actually. in the prayer room. Right. I you get the stand vision. up. You circle around. Okay. Yeah. So we, I mean, we put them, the mom was the only one there. We put her in the middle, but we prophetically placed the husband, her daughter, and then the boyfriend said, we're, we're surrounding and protecting and, you know, some of the language we actually use is if we're going to bind and loose things as the leadership, we actually call ourselves, well, I don't know if we, it's a language that we've begun to use is like, if we're the body of Christ, then the ministry leaders, the church leaders in the area are actually the elders of this city. And so we're going to come around as the elders and pray. So we came after and we just, we went after for protection and for what was, what was best. And then I ran into Lisa a few days later and I said, so how'd it go? And, you know, did you talk to your daughter? And anyway, and she, it was, she was amazing. She's just starts crying and she's like, she called me later that night. So the night that we had been praying or the day that we had been praying and said, I just feel like it's not the right time and this is not okay. And God would be disappointed. And it was just like this beautiful thing where, Oh, praise yeah, like he, he used his body of Christ to protect a girl and protect the next generation. It, it, it was, it was a pretty powerful moment. Um, it was very celebratory. The next time we were all together, like, thank you, Jesus. This was amazing. So it was that that's a really cool one um, that happened, you know, just a few weeks ago. Um, you want one more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got time. We got time for another another testimony. Yeah, so it would have been. Um, I can't remember the exact timing, but there I was outside uh, on the main street in our town and I was just meeting with another church leader, just seeing how he's doing, checking in on him, praying with them. And a guy comes up who's walking down the street. Cause we were like sitting outside of a cafe and asked us like questions. Like it was a questionnaire person. He's like, Hey, you got some minutes. And I'm like, sure, we got time. So he's just asking us questions. And then all of a sudden I get, um, a really sharp pain in the back of my like neck and shoulder. And I just asked him, cause usually like when there's pain in my body that isn't normal, um, I recognize that. And I'm like, all right, this may be the Lord giving me, you know, a word of knowledge for someone. And I just blatantly asked him, I said, Hey, do you have neck and upper back pain? And he was like, yeah, why? And I'm like, well, I feel like God wants to touch and heal you. Uh, because of 
I just all of a sudden got this pain. And, I, and well, it was funny because at first he's like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. And I actually then stood up and walked over and I pressed lightly. I said, are you sure you don't have pain right in the spot? And I touched it and he was like, oh, yeah, I have pain there. Sorry. <laughs> so that was that was cool. But then I was like, all right, let's just pray. So me and this other guy, we just start praying. I'm like, oh, how you feeling? He was like, he's like, I feel amazing. Stay right here. And he takes off down the street. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I look at this other guy. I'm like, uh, what's happening? And then I, I just sat there for a minute and I said, oh, he's getting somebody else. I was like, Lord, what else do you have? What else do you have? And he brings his girlfriend down and she's been in severe back pain where she can't sit for 12 years. Um, so, I mean, she can sit, but it's uncomfortable. And as soon as she was walking up, the Lord's like, her left leg is shorter than the other. I'm like, oh, okay. So I said, you know, what's going on? And she's like, I got back pain and, and all this. And so she explains, and I said, I know this might hurt, but can you sit down? She's like, why? I'm like, well, because your left leg is shorter than your right leg. She's like, how do you know that? I'm like, I just, I, I feel like that's what God has impressed on my heart. So he desires for um, your leg to grow up grow out and your hips to align. So you have no more back pain. And, you know, on the side of the street outside of Pottstown, we just started praying in that moment, the leg grew completely out her, like you could hear her, um, like pelvic bone and everything like shift into place and she's just weeping. And I'm like, all right, what's going on? What's going on? And she, that's when she said, I haven't been able to sit without pain for the last 12 years and I have no pain in my body. And oh, it was just Lord. like, it's one of those moments where, you know, I'm just hanging out with another brother, checking in on him and God had something else. And he had some healing in store, you know, for, for these people. And then the, just the freedom that you have when God does the miraculous to speak love and life and gospel into someone, um, is, you know, you just get access. So it was, that was another pretty cool moment. Man, that's awesome. And like what's cool for me with those stories is is people who who may not even know God or people who may not even believe in God or maybe people who know God but just don't care. Like they walk away from that situation with their lives completely changed cuz even even though they might even though they, you know, even though you didn't pray like a salvation prayer with them or anything, you know, they experienced the love of God in a way that was miraculous. Mm -hmm. And yeah. for us to be able to hear God's voice, to notice when these things happen and to be able to take that step of faith to actually do something about it. I mean, it's just a privilege I mean, that's what it is for us to be servants of God is a privilege because we get to see him work through us to love other people. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's really cool. It's just my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much, Brandon, for just spending some time with us uh, on the on the podcast and sharing some stories. I'm sure we'll have you on again. There's a couple of things even as as I was listening to some of these testimonies and as we were doing this interview that the Lord's 
like, oh, you need to have him back on to talk about this. So, <laughs> so there's a couple other things that I'm sure we'll we'll get you back on here. But just thank you for for taking some time this afternoon to be with us. And why, why don't you just pray a blessing over anybody who might listen? Just a blessing of of increased uh, prophetic and and uh, hearing the voice of God and words of knowledge. Sure, that's great. Father, we are grateful for your goodness and your grace to us. We are grateful that um, you sent your son, Jesus, so that we can actually walk in freedom and we can walk in healing. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood that was sacrificed so that we can have freedom. And Holy Spirit, we are grateful um, that you live inside us and you desire for us to seek things like prophecy. So I just pray a blessing over those listening that you would continue to increase on each of us to hear your voice for the good of us, the good of the covenant and the body of Christ, and the good of those who don't uh, know you yet. So I ask that for an increase in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, that there would be an increase for us to have a desire, Lord, that you would uh, give us a desire to, to deepen our friendship and relationship with you, have a desire to expand our time with you, have a desire to sit and rest with you more so that we have the opportunity um, to be with you, to be in your presence, to go after your presence, and to hear your voice. We pray these things in the name and the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for taking some time out to listen to the podcast. Thank you for listening to Without Borders, Conversations with Kingdom Family.